After Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me this week, and always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hey. So I think we shall... I don't know, well... We didn't discuss it beforehand, but shall we do some click pitch? Shall we do something different this week? What What do you feel, oh, Trev? Click pitch. Feel like because it's a game that we play that has a random word generator in front of us on the counter three to one. We hit refresh. We get a word. We throw it at each other. Come up with a game design. Then when we don't like it, we throw that game design away. Click again and start all all over again until we get to about an hour or so. Yeah. Unless we, in the last five minutes, start on a game that just is going really well, and then we'll go for an extra half hour or something. It happens. It's happened. Go back a few <laughs> episodes and you'll see. All right. Uh, yeah, let's just do some classic click pitch then. Three to one click. Mask. Wetter. Ooh, a wetter mask. Yeah, not like, not like the big grasshopper, as in mm-hmm. more wet. <laughs> <laughs> We don't, we don't do many under... I feel like we haven't done many underwater games, particularly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one that comes to mind is, is Subnautica, but uh-huh. I'm just wondering if there's, like, um, say, like a VR scuba diving game. Ooh. Do you have to actually, like, swim? Like, move your hands in swimming motions? That'd be a good workout yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's not to the point that you actually need to put, like, um, you know, some of the controllers also on your feet so you get you no, know, no, no motion and that sort of stuff but yeah i think i think that be that could be kind of cool being able to swim around a few different um like beautiful areas like the great barrier reef and in its heyday you know, not in its current dying yeah, yeah, state in, in thanks, heyday. thanks climate change yeah i'm just imagining if they were able to get a camera down to say where the titanic is Okay. You have to swim around through. So you're thinking kind of just any, almost an immersive exploration kind of experience. Yeah. An MXX. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's fine. That would be, I'm sure a lot of people would enjoy that. Let's kick it up a notch though, because this is an audio podcast where we come up with (laughs) funny and interesting games um, and not just like. The marketing for Oculus. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So, bear with me. Yeah. It's an adventure game. There's a bear with you in it? I like that. <laughs> well, no. What I was thinking is it's an adventure game. And okay. what you're actually doing is you're looking for evidence that James Cameron actually went back in time and sunk the Titanic. Just oh, so we could make... So like, we could make a billion dollars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I like. So, <laughs> uh, so you're hunting down like graffiti that says like JC was here. Uh, yeah, and the the, well, I think I think where it starts out is you're going through like your grandmother's things. Um, she was on the Titanic, and you find a photo, and in the background is James Cameron in in like the photo. Okay, and this is from on the deck of the Titanic. Right, and you know for a fact that, and he's got like a giant 3D camera. It's <laughs> just like, what the fuck, James? Jimmy, Jimmy C, how did you think you could get away with that? So, I, I'm imagining that some of the things in the Titanic that are 
that were shot were actual footage and then just interspliced with, um, like, the... With the actors. With the, yeah. Or did Leo go um, back Leonardo with DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. Did Leo go... You know, like, they, Leo's pretty method. Would he go back... Did he go back to... And just, like, um, accidentally fucked his grandma. <laughs> accidentally fucked your grandma. <laughs> Mine, specifically. Oh, My. you, the characters. Oh, I thought you meant Ben Slinger's grandma. And that's just... That's getting a bit personal, I thought, so... I'm glad I don't think not Ted would be very happy about that. <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, you forgot that I knew your grandfather, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just didn't think you'd uh, bring him up on the podcast. No. Sorry. <laughs> You're nice. the one that came up with that fucking grandma's. I know. Um, uh, okay, so yes, yes, yes. Uh, James Cameron took Leo back to the past yep. to just improve the authenticity of his Titanic movie. I feel mm-hmm. like he was already like ninety, you know, ninety percent of the way through filming it. Well, hang on, he was ninety percent of the way through filming um, a story about the greatest ship that ever sailed and didn't sink. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "This movie needs more drama. <laughs> I, I need a better third act. I need a better third act." <laughs> so he he took some tech back. There was no the reason they didn't see the iceberg coming is because it was a hologram he put there at the last second before fucking detonating something in the lower hold yep. and uh, just taking the whole thing down. See, you know the King of the World, um, you know the classic scene of King of the oh, World. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was on the actual Titanic, but the right um, bef- like. Paint Me Jack um, was, you know, already filmed beforehand. Totally. Um, well, they- I feel like King of the World was... See, the interesting thing about this movie is half of it was filmed in the previous timeline when the Titanic was still intact after, you know, six, 50, 60 years or however long it had been mm-hmm. because it never sank. It's, it was unsinkable. Everyone knows the Titanic was unsinkable well, and never you, sank. You know. You know. And, and so he just, like, used parts of the actual Titanic, which is in a museum somewhere... To, you know, film film certain things and put green screens behind it. And yep. then he's like, mm, this movie's boring. And so all the bits with the sinking stuff, uh, you know, there is a lot of CG in there because he couldn't actually capture it happening. But he needed it to be a historical, an no. actual historical so, event. So, so the guy falling, you know, and, and breaking his back, that actually happened. But um, the actors hanging on, that was all CGI. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um. Well, I think I think even the guy breaking his back was probably CGI. It's just that that did happen. James Cameron was there. It scarred him for life, and he just had to put it in the movie when he came back into the present. And uh, mm-hmm. and and you know, st- well, t- it was CGI over. from the fa- from the fact that they actually superimposed a um an actor's face on him, but it was actual footage of the guy breaking <laughs> his back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, all right, so that's the backstory. Yes. Now. My word wasn't wet. It was wetter. So, mm-hmm. that made me think of wet and wetter in, like, a dumb and dumber kind of way. So, I feel like maybe you you play a pair of characters and they're, like, really bumbling. Yep. The other <laughs> bumbling, one's a bear. Bumbling scuba divers. <laughs> one's a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bear with me. Uh, yep. And <laughs> they're the ones who are who are, like... The bear is actually the more competent diver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's got many, many more hours. Yeah, he just needs his pal to to like grab things with his opposable You, you know, thumbs. in typical typical games where they've got like tutorials, he's basically the voice of your tu- tutorial guy. Yeah, um, it's just all with subtitles. Yeah, sure. And so, okay, and so gameplay wise, is it then? It is just kind of. Do you get to? Go back in time. Do you get to confront JC in the present? Like what? Well, uh, ooh, maybe you, maybe you do try to set things right, but you realise that um, the world is actually better having not had the Titanic being being there because it turns out that the Titanic sinking is what what sort of brought um, some like of the, the countries together and helped. Yeah, helped um, you know humanitarian crises and all that sort of stuff over the world because it i don't know brought together the un which in in the other world um didn't actually exist right so in the other world it's 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 like fucking wolfenstein alternate history where hitler won and yeah you know every the whole world's taken over by nazis basically yeah um because the fact that they that britain built the titanic um, and it never sank. They were just like so cocky, and they're like, "We're we're king of the fucking world." That they okay, so got completely blindsided by the Nazis. What I'm imagining actually happened was you're sitting there in class, learning about the Titanic and how you know it. It was one of the biggest ocean liners ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it went it went across the sea and arrived in New York, but it was um it was big because it was you know the unsinkable ship. But then, when you go to see the movie, the sink- the, the ship sinks. And, okay, and so even in your own like life, you're experiencing two different timelines. You experience two different timelines because, for some reason, um, your brain chemistry just allows for you to right. Okay, to be the only one to actually know that it's actually because your best friend is a bear, like something. Yeah. Or maybe it's the same reason your best friend is a bear. Um, you've got such a, some some strange brain chemistry around. Uh, yep. you, yeah, like it's it's time, sort of like in D and D how um, you can speak to am- animals if you if you you know do your ten minute ritual and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, it just turns out that like one of the rituals that you performed in in your last D and D game actually changed um, your brain chemistry, so <laughs> now you can talk to them. It's actually in D and D. Uh, is, and what was the D&D ritual that made you be able to experience different timelines? Um, putting me on, on the spot there. Never mind. It's okay. Uh, you know, that, that classic, that classic druid ritual, quantum detanglement. Uh, so, okay. So you're saying you get some sort of little set, like some sort of little, uh, yeah, set pieces of like, maybe there's like a bit of a Mandela effect happening. You think it's that, right? You're like, mm-hmm. someone's talking about the Titanic and you're like, wait, what do you mean? No, the Titanic sank. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we saw it, you know, it, they've still got it intact in that. It, like, it's a museum now on the, on the, you know, down in London or something. Um, yep. And you're like, what the fuck? And so you start, you start looking into it and you go back and you watch the movie and you're like, you're seeing two versions of the movie simultaneously. <laughs> It's like I love sliding doors. It's like flickering <laughs> back and forth um, between a really boring movie 
that's almost just a documentary where nothing happens. With lots and of sex scenes in it. Yeah, totally. They're just like, everyone was fucking on the Titanic all the time. I'm James Cameron, renowned porn director, and this is my movie, Titanic. Uh, and then it flicks over to the actual- Titanic in Titan- my shorts. <laughs> I tan ick. No, I don't know. Um, Titan dick. <laughs> James Cameron's Titan dick. I guess, and then and then it becomes a how much how much diving is going to end up happening in this game, in this game? I guess like you just got all these diving missions in amongst the yeah, like, I, I, classic adventure game of sorts. Yeah, I think I think you can have you know a, a little bit of exploration through the Titanic and the wreck and. And that sort of stuff. And you, while you're down there, you see a, a wormhole that sort of leads back into the past. Um, right. Okay. Because it's still... Okay. Yeah. You kind of figure out where... Um, how how they got back there. Yep. And I'm thinking kind of like Back to the Future where, you know, if, if you don't do certain things by a certain time, you know, your character starts to fade out. So, you've got to try and rectify what's going wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can play around with those sort of things. Yeah. Cool. I like it. I like it. I like it. Three to one click. Flyer. Stuff. Stuff. Okay. Well, I got... It's Flyer. It's F-L-I-E-R, which I think would be as in like... Is that someone who flies or... Oh, it's not even... Is it even a word? Everything I'm seeing is F-L-Y-E-R. So, Flyer is... They're both accepted spelling. Anyway, flyer, I was thinking in, like, a junk mail sense. Because you yeah. get stuff. Same. To, like, stuff and a, a letterbox. Well, if you remember the game Paperboy, there hasn't been an update to Paperboy for years. I mean, there was the VR one we did. <laughs> yeah, but this is going back too long ago. <laughs> I forgot that we even did that because I was going to suggest the same fucking game. <laughs> Yeah, there was one where you're, like, in the back of a truck or something and you're, like, using cannons to fire newspapers out or something. Okay. It's very I was going to go again, VR, and picking up, and except this time having to stuff it in, in people's letterboxes right. and that sort of stuff. Anyway, okay, so let's scrap that idea. Yeah. Um, because we've done it before. Well, yeah, we don't want to repeat ourselves. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, the games industry doesn't doesn't mind repeating itself, so I'm pretty sure we could. <laughs> we could. <laughs> Nobody's listened to our entire back catalogue. We can start uh, re- recycling. Ooh, recycling. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe you're, Maybe it's the opposite end. Maybe you're having to like sort through people's recycle bins to get the flyers back out for some reason. Coupons? I don't know. Okay, uh, so you, so <laughs> it's extreme couponing and you're, you're following the paper boy along. <laughs> trying to trying to pick up the paper, and because he's such a bad shot, like some of it goes in people's houses, so you got to uh, quickly get inside the house and pick it up. No, I like that. I like how I like that you are trying to steal the leaflets and the, the flyers uh, before like the the owners of the house get them, because you're just trying <laughs> to collect as many coupons as you can. Yep. Okay, because then it becomes more of like a like a bit of a stealth game, a bit of a maybe you can like do things to the kid's bike or something, you know, like you can, you can have power-ups or something that affect him in some way. <laughs> One power-up, a giant stick, you just shove it in the front wheel and 
problem solved for a little while. And take them all. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe. All right, here. It's like the developer god mode. (laughs) The person. It's it's, It's not a kid. It's not like some weedy kid on the paper route. This is like an ex-military, super fit, buff guy carries a gun. Um, riding a BMX. <laughs> definitely still riding a BMX. He, like, this is just his- it's his therapy or something. Like, this is how he deals with his anger management. <laughs> he just likes the calm of, of you know, and, and the certainty of, uh, of delivering these flyers- the way they saw through the air. So you have to, you can't be seen. Part of this is you cannot be seen by him because uh, mm-hmm. he will straight out kill your face. Straight uh, out kill your face. Straight out kill your face. That's the new rap hit by DJ Slinger. <laughs> <laughs> Do you click? BJ Slinger. <laughs> BJ DJ Slinger. DJ BJ. <laughs> DJ BJ. DJ BJ. <laughs> yeah, let's just click again. Leap. Funnel. So, the, one thing that comes to mind is Marble Madness. Okay. Because that game yep. had funnels. And Did it? Well, it had kind of funnel-ish sort of... Yeah, there were there were levels with funnels where you'd like, you could go down the funnel and come out the bottom. Okay. Um, I'll believe you. Good. Because... I was lying. Ha <laughs> ha. No. Uh, I don't have it. I just said Marble Madness. Take it from there. <laughs> <laughs> you do something with it. Yeah. Um, okay. oh, do we update so, Marble Madness? You know, I think it's been updated recently. Like, I remember Probably. seeing some sort of VR thing that, you know, was a like a controlling the ball sort of game. I know that every, every single... Um, indie developer and his dog probably started off with a with some sort of ball game. Yeah, true. Um, so how can we how can we update this? All right, do we bring it into this modern woke age and go a deep dive into the mental health of this marble? Because obviously, there's something going on. Okay, so so it's a um, sort of like a a narrative fiction, interactive fiction sort of thing where interspersed between you know seeing the, seeing the marbles life you see like therapy sessions and although to be honest looking back at the actual marble madness i wonder if that's already what that game was <laughs> very metaphorical but you know mm-hmm. they had to come up across a lot of challenges come up against a lot of challenges there are a lot of sort of strange creatures and and things that were probably metaphors for something the marble was going through and, uh, you know, it's trying to achieve his goals. Okay. So, what I'm seeing now is it's an adventure game with this marble who has decided to, to branch out and, and do something a little bit different than, than just be the same as all the other marbles. Okay. Which is basically stay in, stay in a box sort of thing. Okay. Um, got well, stay friend. in their lanes, right? Like, stay in, stay their, in their, little, lanes. their little, yep. you know, helter-skelter... Lanes, well, they're circles. Yep. They're marble circles. Yeah. So I'm thinking that he's got a he's got his best friend who's a frog. Okay. I don't know why, but I kind of like the the weirdness of having a frog and a marble like sure. having to be friends. Yeah. Um, it, it's an anthropomorphic marble, but not an anthropomorphic frog. Wait. So the marble has like legs and arms and a face. 
Yeah. I guess how anthropomorphic. Um, maybe just a face. <laughs> so as it's like rolling around, it's just like, whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think the frog's somewhat mute. Okay. Um, the frog can understand um, yeah. the f- what the Marvel's talking about and, you know, goes along with it in doing all, all the. The frog's all like the a silent things. Bob situation where yep. right at the end he'll come out with some huge eloquent speech. Okay, now now I'm just picturing that like the marble is going to be like this crass. Um. <laughs> so now it's Jay and Silent Bob, but it's marble and frog, Silent Frog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what is this fucking adventure that's going on? Um, <laughs> it's it's an adventure to go to stop a movie being created. <laughs> the Marble Madness movie. <laughs> All right, this is okay. We can take that. Since we're basically doing an homage to JNSB, um, mm-hmm. the 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 retro, you know, the retro sort of uh, phase is in full swing, and uh, Sony has bought the rights to Marble Madness to make the Marble Madness, you know, big budget movie. Yep. And thing this is, the Marble is all right. Wait, is this Marble someone so inspired? Buy the original game, and they're like, Sony does not get it. They're going to fuck this up. Mm-hmm. Like, it is in the wrong hands. They're going to turn it into some fluff, big budget action thing when it's supposed to be- Just like sober, they did with Battleship. Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be like a sober, introspective look at the, you know, the troubles of this marble. Yeah, um, the the mundane life and, and the adventure that he went on to um to you know break the mold of yeah to break free of society <laughs> of society of marble society and and go on this on this you know this 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 emotional journey yeah and so ironically this marble now has to go on an emotional journey to to stop this movie being made with his bud silent frog yeah. So, what sort of gameplay are we talking? I'm kind of picturing then that the gameplay is sort of a cross between Marble Madness and Frogger. Yeah, and, and an adventure game along the way because you're going to have some talking scenes to yeah to sort of add that stuff in. But yeah, but I think you've got to have yeah. There's some like there's some sort of action sequences where you know I'm picturing levels that are kind of you know part ramps and blocks and things that the marble goes along. Uh, and mm-hmm. then, you know, you can, like, hit a button and the frog slaps its tongue out and grabs the marble <laughs> in his mouth <laughs> because, you know, you're not going to be able to get across a, a, a fucking um, raging river with logs and crocs as a marble. So you need the frog for that. And then you get to the other side and you get your mouse cursor back and you talk to the salesman who is going to sell you um, a you know black market ticket to uh, the opening of the other Sony movie so that you can get in and um, find the director and you know can convince them to either not make the movie or make it the right way. Okay, so what are some of the characters that they're going to run into along the way? <clears throat> I'm thinking kind of like a Wreck It Ralph that you've got all these old sort of properties that, yeah. that sort of keep on turning up. Like, you've got maybe um, Pac-Man turns up at one point and is, you know, yeah. sort of giving some well, advice about, you know, he's he's been hooked on dots or something like that. Can we go for some of the more second-tier kind of 
Because, I mean, Froggers, I guess... Like what? You, you Dig Dug Moonlander or... Like the the Moonlander from Dig Dug? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm oh, talking those about... those are two games. You got Dig Dug, Moonlander... Right, 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 um, right. Yeah, well, look, some of those classic Atari, uh, you know... Um, Earthworm Jim. I mean, Paperboy is a good one. You come yeah, across Paperboy, the Paperboy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've got, like, the Wizard from Gauntlet. You've got... Uh, oh, yeah. I, I really kind of like the idea that, like, the wizard from Gauntlet is the, is the guy that sort of sets you on the path, lets you know that this is happening. Um, right. Yeah. Is the... Uh, what's his name? Ha- Holden ha- Holden. Holden. I was trying to... I was saying Harley. No, that's his daughter. Holden. Yeah, the wizard is the is your Holden who kind of lets you know this is happening. Yep. The, Mar- the Marvel's just like, what the fuck is a movie? <laughs> what the fuck is the internet? What the fuck is a Sony? <laughs> Marvel Madness, the movie. Who pay money to go see to go see that? And they look at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, I mean the rest kind of writes itself. You you've got action scenes. You've where you're rolling down hills. You've got you're crossing busy roads. Yep. And uh, you got dialogue. Oh, you you know what happens at one point? Yeah. They end up like. Um, Frogger sees like Crossy Road, and <laughs> and sort of just looks and just shakes his head. It's and just then, like you know, goes to calls his the road, calls his lawyer. <laughs> uh, we love you, Muddy Games. Yeah, <laughs> of course. All right, especially well, particularly they're affiliated with Disney. They did Disney Crossy Road. I don't think uh, Silent Frog has a leg to stand on. A frog's yeah. leg to stand on. Bugger three, two, one, click. Three, two, one, click. Smother. Name. What do you smother that's not, like, just totally violent and suffocating? Other than, I guess, Extinguish a fire fire by covering it. Um, A mass of something that stifles or obscures. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So, one of the things that I've been going through lately is I've been watching, like, a whole heap of um, reviews of, like, bad, bad movies from, like, the 80s. Okay, Um, as you do. Yeah. Yeah, horror movies and that sort of stuff. And I Mm -hmm. started thinking right now that, you know, along the lines of um, the blob, the stuff. I mean, it was actually the fact that stuff came up before and I actually thought about it back then. There's a Um, movie called The Stuff. Is it just, like, the blob? Kind of. It's it's a little bit more- Oh, it's um, a satirical one. Okay. it was a satirical one, more yep. about, like, consumerism and all that sort of stuff. Basically, uh-huh. um, some people find this, like, marshmallow-like substance under the ground. They eat it and they realise, oh, this tastes pretty good. And within, like, the next scene, it's on shelves and, and people are buying it. It's just called The Stuff. And it's um, basically, if you eat too much of it, the alien organism actually takes the people over and <laughs> they they end up, like... Collapsing into into like these puddles of the stuff and okay. taking over other people. It's pretty disgusting. I want to watch that. I now. like the idea of having having like um you know this blob or the stuff sort of thing yeah. in a in a VR horror game. You know where okay, you're, all you're doing the entire time is just trying to get away from this thing. I feel like less of a VR horror game. I mean, obviously okay. the obviously VR gives you the kind of claustrophobic aspect, which could work really yep. well. But I think with I feel like with something like the blob, like some sort of substance that could like surround you in different ways, and like having some sort of better overview of your of your situation would really hit home 
like the mm-hmm. like how you're surrounded like that, right? Like you've got nowhere yep. to run because this fucking I don't know purple goo is is just encroaching and and it's coming through the gaps of that door and it's coming through the gaps of that window. Yeah. So how uh, how would this how would this work? Is it is this a, like a scripted thing? Is it more systems based? Uh, I, I guess I'm just trying to think of are we are we just trying to come up with a narrative here, or is uh, is there some way we could come up with yeah like systems around like rooms of a house filling up with this stuff, and you you know have to make sure to barricade doors. I'm, I'm kind and, of and now block, block like chimneys and what what I've actually got in my head right now is like um, you know how in Crash Bandicoot occasionally they had like a a chase scene where you had someone running towards the camera. Yeah. Uh, oh, you had not someone, but you had um, you had crash, crash running, running towards, towards the, camera. the camera. Yeah. The idea of an endless runner where you're continually running towards the camera. Oh God, that really does feel stressful. But the reason why you're continually running, why the camera is looking back, is because you're continually looking behind. You know, trying mm. to trying to. Um, you know, see how how close it's actually getting, and all that sort of stuff. So yep. you're not really focusing on what's forward. Um, the idea of you know, if you all of a sudden see a door, you know, you can um, sort of you know close it close it up and sort of board it up. That'll mm. that'll actually hold it hold it back for a little bit and give uh, you a little okay. bit of breathing room. All right, I like this idea because I'm I'm liking that you're having to focus both on what's behind you and what's in in front of you, which you, you know, you, you only see for a short moment before you can react. Yeah. I like the idea that, yeah, if you, it's a bit slower than what you would normally think of as an endless runner. Yeah. But because, yeah, you have like, but doing things like barricading a door, barricading a window, pushing something over that is going to dissolve some of it or something, right? Like, you know, that certain chemicals are going to, you've got a chemical salt is going to slow it down. Yeah. 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 Um, but it takes some time to kind of deploy those things. So you're, you're constantly, you're balancing up. Okay. Do I have enough time to, to do this action? That's going to help me in some way. Well, at the same you know time, what I kind of want it to be the screen rather than just the blob. Yeah. I want it to be like a massive snail. Um, just the idea that, okay. you know, obviously salt is going to hurt a snail because that's one of the things. A snail that- or a slug? Because I feel like at least with a slug, it can kind of be squeezing through things a bit better, whereas the shell's going to get in the way of a snail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, a massive slug that is um, sort of heading towards you. Yeah. I'm thinking the size, you know, you, you can pretty much say that it's so big that it doesn't really matter how far it's, how fast it's sort of going because it's just sort of taking buildings apart and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually- pretty damn big and can, can sort of squeeze into places. Yeah, I, a, a slug's fine. I think it sort of still is a bit malleable like a blob uh, just yep. because it's 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 got all these ooze and it's, you know. Yeah. Because uh, one thing I did like was I, I sort of liked the, the mechanic of, yes, you can like board up a door and that means it's going to slow it down a bit and you can get a bit further ahead. But yep. once, that, once it catches up, it's actually going to like build the pressure up behind that door and like fling that door forward, and that's a hazard that you're going to have to dodge, right? Yep. Um, so there is sort of this balance of okay, I'm going to be able to slow it down a bit, but you know, if that if that door comes flying at me when I'm having to jump over some other pit or something, like I could be in deep shit. Like you're, you're adding a hazard in the near future uh, at the expense of um, 
or, or, or to, to, to gain yourself some time. Mm-hmm. And maybe partic- maybe the same with the salt or something. Like, maybe the salt takes away some of its mass, but speeds it, speeds it up a bit or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, there could be something around you don't want it to to gain too much. Maybe it's absorbing these things as it goes along. Yep. Mm. And depending on what you're, what you're pulling down, like, um, I, I think you can have different sort of things that you're sort of running um, as you're running, you you may have some other people that are actually running with you. Mm. Mm. Um, and okay. maybe and someone then you can originally have- chasing you that, um, you know, they're, they're trying to take you down because they think that if they can take you down, um, you'll slow the slug up for a little bit. So, it's all about take them down before they take you down sort of thing. Yeah, that could be cool. So, and then you there's can reasons make the as choice. to why you're pulling down bins and all that sort of stuff to try and yeah. slow them up and trip them up. Well, I think, and maybe you can save them in some way too. Like, maybe you've got some some choices to be made where you can save them and that'll give you some sort of bonus, even if it's just in, like, a high score or something. Um, but if you, yeah, if you sacrifice them to the, to the slug, then you're going to slow it down a bit because it takes a while to, like, yep. digest it. Um, yeah. You you get an achievement <laughs> for killing everyone. Totally. Yeah. Slug and up. you also get an achievement for not killing everyone. So, you have to play it twice. <laughs> At least. Yeah. That's cool. I could yeah. see. Oh. I could. I can kind of picture it. It's, it's interesting. The the goo mechanics would be fun to, to come up with some cool, like, shaders and, and some cool animation as, like, this mm-hmm. goo starts bursting through, you know, or like seeping through doors and stuff and the pressure starts building up and then just blow blow bits apart behind you. Some nice like physic, you know, shards, physics shards of of things as they explode before it and get just get crushed. Yep. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yep. Oh, I like it a lot. All right. Three, two, one, click. Confirmation. Shamble. You're a Catholic zombie. <laughs> Reaching a year of age now. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm loving that you, the atheist of the group, um, went for a religious thing. I mean, I technically, mean, we're all you know, I'm somewhat, I'm agnostic. You know that. <laughs> but e- either way, I was going for more of a hotel confirmation. Okay, so you're confirming your booking as a zombie. Where's um, the shambling coming, or are things just in a shamble? Yeah, I, I'm thinking that um, there was a Black Mirror episode that I was watching a little while ago where things sort of went to shit um, very quickly. And I'm thinking that could be actually fun to, to look at that, you know, you're sort of going on almost a Vegas vacation sort of thing. Um, okay. You know, a National Lampoons, except um, it starts off with, um, you know, the hotel room that you, you thought that you had confirmed wasn't actually confirmed it went to someone else and then shit just goes yeah, south from there the sort of story that you tell in a game of fiasco <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh okay let's stick with that we'll put the catholic zombie in our back pocket for another episode mm-hmm. so yeah i like the national lampoon vibe how uh yep. how will this work as a um as a game it feels oh you know how it kind of feels like I could picture a kind of monster prom style thing. Okay. Yep. Where, you know, you've got these, these segments that play out, um, mm-hmm. based on, based on choices that you've made in different areas of this, you know, 
maybe not just the hotel, but like the city, you know, maybe you've, you're staying at a small kind of holiday town and there's all different events and stuff. And you're basically, you're trying to have the best holiday for your family that you can. Um, and there's all these sort of wacky characters and different things and different things that can go wrong in different ways. And you just have to, to do your best to, to like, still actually have a decent holiday with your family. Yeah, I'm sort of seeing that it, one scene, you're you're driving along, you stop off at, a, at like a truck stop slash diner sort of thing. You have some food and you, you spill like, oh, you knock into the waitress and she spills um, all this stuff over some some bikers. Yeah. And then they come back in later on, you know, and they they remember you and they're, they're sort of like hijinxy sort of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like similar to Monster Prime, I like the idea of you've got a set amount of time, right? Because you've yep. only got a week here or something. You've got a week in this town. Yep. And your goal is to get to the end and have as many of as many members of your family having had a good, like, in a positive mood <laughs> yep. as possible. And so I like the idea of a little bit of character creation at the beginning for your whole family. Yep. Um, so you can choose kind of like of- a Sims style creation. Yeah, look or- a, l- a little bit. Uh, maybe just some choices uh, because I like the idea of keeping the characterization in there. So maybe you've just got like family slots, and you can you've got like two adult slots that you can either just fill one of or fill both of with whoever you like. Obviously, it will be completely gender yep. gender neutral on that with whatever relationship you want to create, and then you know maybe up to. Three, or maybe you have to. Ha- maybe you have to have a total of like four or five characters. Members. But you can do what it like. It could be one parent and four kids, um, or you can maybe yeah, like or, or two parents and three kids. Maybe not five kids because <laughs> three parents and a kid. <laughs> three parents and two kids. If you want to go that way, yeah, you've basically got a different combination of adults and kids and. Which they again, they're then going to have their own goals of what they want to get out of this holiday, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're having to Hell, balance you that. Could, you could even you could even do like a um, group of guys going away for a weekend sort of thing. Yeah, like yeah. A, five, a buddy five, trip. Five, five five adults all going away, and so two I couples like the and idea the third having to. <laughs> I like the idea then of having to balance up their different needs because yeah, you do have like Uncle Jacob who just wants to get hammered and and or get laid or something, right? But the other people you chose Something really were like crass. the <laughs> nuclear family of the, the you know, <laughs> two, the mum, the dad, and the two two angel kids, and um, that's it's just really not happening. <laughs> so, but you still have to find a way to please Uncle Jacob mm-hmm. to to get the most points at by the end. Cool. So I'm thinking it plays out, yeah, similar to Monster Prom, where you know you've got an you've got a morning segment, an afternoon segment, where you can kind of choose to do different things around the town. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, obviously for each of those places, you'd have to write different of different uh, paths and different sort of little vignettes for the different combinations of people that you can that you can have chosen, the, that the player might have chosen. So if you mm-hmm. decide to go to a titty bar <laughs> in the <laughs> afternoon to to please Uncle Jacob, like... The, the, there's going to be a bit of a scene where the kids are uh, traumatised or, or not, you know, but whatever, like, or not let in and have to sit outside for, you know, six hours. Yeah, because- they, they, they can't have anything at the all-you-can-eat wings bar. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, little uh, little Farah's 
um, goal was to eat as many wings as she could, and like that's just not on this holiday, and that's just now you've you've you had to play those off get, each other. You could kill, um, you know, two birds with one stone, but it turns out that you know one of those birds was a little bit too young. You exactly, actually one of those the, birds was under, the underage, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like that. That's that's got some some fun stuff there, and you could you could really extend it out with. Yeah, I think maybe you have specific characters that you can fill the different roles with. Um, mm-hmm. and so you can really, within those vignettes, and, and again, very Monster Prom-ish, you can write the, those characters well uh, and really play them off the others depending on, on who's been chosen. Hmm. Sounds good. Mm. All right. Three, two, one, click. Three, two, one, click. Hurting. Greeting. So you play a Walmart greeter. Who snaps <laughs> and starts punching everyone as they come in? God, welcome to Walmart. Um, bang! Fuck you. <laughs> it could be a really sad game about Christmas time, seasons, yep. greetings, etc. Okay. Yep. Greeting cards. Maybe it's told through greeting mm. cards in some way. Ooh. Okay. So I'm seeing that the the like story behind this is more about this is like the the first um, Christmas slash holiday season, whatever. Yeah. Since the um, this character's mum passed away. Okay. So going through sort of the motions of of Christmas and just like you could have one of those um, you know unreliable narrator sort of thing of one of the um, one of the characters is t- like telling their sister it. It'll all be good when, when, you know, all the family gets here and, you know, sort of the picture of the mum is there and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And it's sort of not till the end of the first act that you actually find out that... Oh, I, 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 I see where you're heading. Yep. But as you were saying that, my mind was kind of putting something together. So I'm just going to throw this out there first. Okay. Um, and, see, and we'll see which one we want to go with. Because I started thinking about a VR game where you're mm-hmm. sorting through an old box of greeting cards. Yep. And uh, my uh, the the comparison I had in my mind was a little bit of her story, which we just talked about the other day, um, yeah. where in that game, and I, I'm still yet to play it, uh, even though I have it in my Steam library, but in that game, you are basically searching through just snippets of these interviews from different dates and things um, to piece yep. together a mystery, a story. So I'm sort of thinking of this idea where you're just like, randomly you end up randomly taking these greeting cards out but they all have like you know fairly long you know they're, they're all from and maybe it's your mother or something or yep. it's your mother that's kept them and so you see sort of different back and forths going on um although generally only one-sided they're all the ones that are addressed to her yeah uh, Ooh, I'm, I'm kind of almost seeing almost letters from the war sort of thing as well well maybe. yeah 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 look you could you could maybe put some of that stuff in there but i did i did kind of like the idea of it all just being it's like and maybe not just christmas because it probably wouldn't give you enough enough fodder but i'm thinking like it's like 50 years of greetings cards greeting cards from different holidays yep. um and they're all dated but they're mm-hmm. not sorted in any way and so you are going through this and it's literally just, I think it's literally just a really immersive kind of atmospheric game. You really feel like you're sitting down kind of in an old attic or something or whatever. Right. And yep. And you have to go through boxes to find going through, like the and, next, but, and this is the thing I think you, the next card. Well, I'm thinking you've literally got like, you know, it's a shoebox full of these cards, but that's not all the cards. Right. And 
something in this first shoebox of cards is going to give you a hint to where the next bunch of cards are hidden in this attic or house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that would give us a way as writers to only reveal, like, even though they're gra- literally grabbing randomly from this box, only give them enough information to, to sort of to actually have a narrative arc to, to what they're finding out. Yep. And you could even, so you could do it just as literally reading the text off the cards. You could do it as a bit of like, sometimes you'll pick up a card, you'll open it, and literally on the inside of it is like a scene playing out that you can watch on the card uh, okay. to get a bit more, you know, maybe it's a particularly vivid memory or it's a, well, either that or you find keywords or you find key sentences are highlighted. Or, do you know what I mean? Like, there's just some yep. way to actually build some some visuals and some, some voice acting and whatever into this um, at the same time. Okay. I know that you really probably don't want to go down this route, but <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm really seeing that this is actually kind of like the far future. Um, <laughs> okay. And some, like like some of the letters are talking about like a great war and all this sort of stuff. And so you as a character are sort of thinking, oh yeah, they're talking about either World War One or World War Two, whichever one yeah. is actually called the Great the Great Wall. But it was actually a great war against aliens that actually <laughs> came. Like I, I kind of like that as a as like a an extra little, little or, Easter egg or sort of thing. Since it's in VR, you you're in this attic, you're going through these cards, you're hearing about the Great War and the invaders and all this stuff, and then like the last box is is like behind it's on the it's behind this mirror and that's the first time you see yourself and you are an alien and the invaders were the humans <laughs> and you yep, don't realize like that. until yeah you feel like you sort of get to this last set and and you, you have the opportunity to see yourself and you know you're, you're humanoid and obviously you've got like human looking hands otherwise you would have noticed it beforehand but you're pretty obviously alien in the in the face, and maybe you see in the mirror and notice you notice your like extra pair of arms that are coming out of your shoulders or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just love that it's it's you know you can sort of choose your choose your character somewhat at the start. Um, skin color or whatever you want to you whatever you want to sort of choose mm. and um when you finish it once then you can actually choose like purple and blue and greens and <laughs> or it lets you choose that from the beginning the alien and you just think well this is a pretty shitty like character creator why would they give us these colors <laughs> and then you know until it makes sense because most people obviously you know and will fuck around and like oh i'm gonna be a green character and then yeah like oh. totally works aliens yeah, but the the problem is they don't get as much of the impact because they're like, but I knew that my character was green. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. I love the idea of at one point <laughs> of the actual reveal being not a, like it's behind a mirror and you, 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 you know, you click a button on your controller. You've got your hands out in front of you. You click a button on your controller to turn the mirror and a third hand just reaches into your view and turns the mirror around. <laughs> <laughs> to show you that oh you're a four-armed creature this whole time yeah three to one click detour raise so i'm thinking either some sort of like land like where you're driving and 
you're able to like raise the land in some way, like alter alter the terrain, mm-hmm. uh, or you are late for work. <laughs> And you're not going to get the big raise if you turn up late for work too many times. And so you have to find detours to... Okay. I'm kind of liking the idea of changing the terrain. Okay. Idea. Yeah. What I'm picturing that it actually is, is that um, in each of the levels, there's a high speed chase going on. And you as like a godlike <laughs> entity are changing the terrain to actually help the police catch the bad guys. Okay. You can only modify it in, in you know, minute ways. Sort yeah. Of thing. Like, you can raise it up and create, like, a jump sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but you, you can't make it sort of steep enough to, to you know, basically create a wall that they're going to smash into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's all about- All right. That's interesting. I, I like it in almost a puzzle game kind of way, where yep. I'm, I'm picturing, like, a, a kind of 3D top-down-ish, like- isometric-ish kind of view where you can rotate around this small stylized city and yeah there are cars everywhere and there's this high speed chase going on and if you don't do anything it'll just continue forever basically yeah and and what what i'm picturing that you're seeing it on sort of maybe on on the side or in the corner is like a typical news feed of of like you know the helicopter helicopter sort of chasing the yeah yeah I think if you look in the world, you can actually see the helicopter. Absolutely, you know, sort of. Off in I the think you can do things. I think you can like flick the helicopter out of the air if you want. <laughs> if if you're that sort of god, yes. Yeah. I, I'm kind of thinking it's it's almost like what Giant Cop could have been. If you remember that. Video, oh VR yeah, game. that was weird. That game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Are you thinking VR? Um, no, not necessarily. No. I'm thinking more first person, definitely. The idea of being able to get down, get down close, could be kind of cool in VR, though. I was, I was really thinking more of it as a, as a staying above it kind of, kind of game. Did you play the game Islands? Uh, no. Okay, that was that was kind of like supposed to be like a little meditative game, and you're basically placing different ele- different buildings down on the island, this island that all just affect each other in different ways to get points. Um, but it was just, it was sort of nicely stylized in very simple, um, simple polygon, flat shaded graphics. Um, yep. And so I was kind of picturing almost a little bit of that and being able to do things just like change that traffic light, you know? Yeah. Like, like change how steep that road is. Change the gradient by, you know, it's, it was originally 10 degrees. Now it's 18 sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's going to, that's going to like change their trajectory as they zoom over the top of it and, Smash yeah. into a building. Yeah, 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 perhaps. <laughs> um, and you've got to do it at the right times, right? So that you don't have the cops smash. Although yep. I love the ideas, you know, I love the idea of like in a Blues Brother esque way, every time, you know, one cop smashes, two more just come out of the cop shop and start chasing it around. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so part of the challenge is. Or I don't know if that's a challenge or not. I guess they would get in, in each other's way. But if you if you keep if you have too many cops smashed by the end of it, you've just literally got like fifty cop cop uh, cars chasing this this car and yep. just uh, physic physic based you know AI cars just running riot everywhere. Okay, so I'm sort of seeing this as also it has a little bit of the Nemesis system from from like Shadow of Mordor mm-hmm. that if 
if someone gets away, yep. like, and you weren't able to stop them, it doesn't stop the game. They become, like, part of your nemesis. Yeah. Um, so, they get extra extra powers of, of you know, they've now got something over you. Yeah. And I don't know, I reckon that could, that could just be a, a bit of fun to, to have that, you know, at first this lowly criminal is sort of, sort of like, um, they've stolen the car and you're trying to stop them and they get away. Yeah. And then, you know, three, four missions later, you find that this guy's now in charge of like a, almost a gone in 60 seconds style. They, they become your, your Doug Judy from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that's, that's actually kind of cool that, you know, so- it's somewhat a relaxing game where all you're trying to do is just stop these these things and help the police along their way. So but I'm trying to get- think. I'm trying to think about what your interactions are with the game, because altering the gradient of a of a thingy that's fine. Blowing up a hydrant so you sort of spray water across yeah, the road. So I guess I'm thinking like, how does that affect? Because because anything you do is going to affect both the criminal and the police. So yep. is is it like? Is it that you see, oh, this this cop is, is heading it off over here, so I need to, like, try to not let it go this way, and you, like, cause an accident or something um, to, to sort of make sure that the criminal goes in the right direction? Or is it that, oh, you know that the cop, you know, the cop cars, and maybe you've got different classes of cop, you've got, like, the, the regular, you know, street, street cop, you've got, like, the SWAT van or something that's got better... You know, worse handling, but better grip or something. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, yep. and so doing things like, yeah, like firing a hydronite off onto the road to create a slick surface, you know that that's going to have certain effects on both your different cop cars and this criminal's car. Yeah. Now um, I'm wondering whether there's pretty much um, two ways that you can sort of go through the game. You know, you can choose to either help the criminals or help help the cops. Right, right. Well, you can put some narrative stuff in there, and you're almost having to make some some moral choices around: Do I want the cops to catch this guy? Yeah, all he did was steal some bread for his family. Perhaps instead of a godlike <laughs> being, maybe we take away the the being able to change the gradient of a road. Okay. Yep. And just bring in like you have hacked into like the citywide, you know, controls. Okay, yep. And yep, so, yep, yeah, yep, you're yep, able yep. to do things like you can, like, you know, put the pressure behind a fire hydrant up so high that it explodes. You can you can change um, traffic lights whenever you want, and that could cause havoc. You can raise and drop bollards in, in like, a... Yeah, you know, yeah, look, those, you've um, got the kind of watchdog-style things, but yep. you've got all that control from an overhead view um, all, all in one place. And so, but again, you know, you've perhaps got a limited charge or something, right? You can't just... You can't just put up bollards and, and cause accidents and just lead the the criminal down a single path to, to a you know whole thing of cops, but because you've you've only got limited uses for some of these things, it has to recharge over time or something. What I kind of like is that screen real real estate is actually kind of important. Like you can maybe change how you lay out your your screen, mm-hmm. so you can have like the TV screen down the bottom that actually shows what's currently happening. You can have like um, three cameras of something that you want to you want to focus on. Like if you if you're able to lead them down oh, this this way, you can yeah, sort of yeah, select yeah. different cameras. You got the map that that's sort of showing. Uh, these are the thing. These are the cameras that you can control here, and and just being able to yep. like control how you want to actually display. Okay. This thing, well, maybe so. Maybe like this a is a bit UI. more slower pace than what I was thinking. To give you a bit more strategy, because yeah, you yep. can then do things like. 
All right, on this screen, I want to show the security camera from this place. And you've got like a little overlay over your map. It's like, here's all the security cameras you've got access to. Maybe this is a bit more than just car chases. I think car chasing is part of it, but maybe it's also just yep. like doing something about criminal activity in this city. Yep. And Whether helping or hindering, exactly, depending on, yeah. on whether you're, you know, vigilante justice or... And I think in some cases you have choices to make where like, if you help these criminals, then it's going to help you in some way. It's going to get you better gear or it's going to get you like access to other aspects of this system that you didn't have, but it's also going to put you at risk of being being caught. And there's obviously just the moral decision of like, it, it literally might come down to, you know, murdering the head of security of, of whatever company because yep. you want, you want access to, to their data center. Yeah. I'm kind of seeing this as well as, you're kind of almost an Alfred-like character, like from Batman, <laughs> that you could almost have, like, yeah, you could actually almost have, like, a vigilante out there on the streets. Out that there you're, on the streets. Ooh. You're actually helping. And Maybe that's like a, in, sub in your spare like time. a, a subsection, like a, a, a narrative um, thread through the whole game is yep. is you can kind of, yeah, you can kind of foster the, you know, the, 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 um, the growth of this vigilante and- if you go completely down that path, yeah, by the end, they're like completely costumed and have all this gear and stuff because you have manipulated things behind the scenes to, to get it to them. And yeah, I, I like the fact that they never, <laughs> they never know. They just think that they're like the greatest detective sort of thing. And it turns out right, that it's just you, you the know, whole the, time, the Alfred like character the entire time. <laughs> I do. I really, I actually, yeah. Throw away the earlier stuff with, uh, you could definitely do a cool game there with the sort of, you know, islands style top down city based thing. But I really like this of, of more of a, and it could still be somewhat stylized, but yeah, oh, yeah. of you're hacked into this one little segment of the city and through different routes, whether it's again, yeah, like helping the cops or, or hindering them and helping the criminals, you start gaining more and more access. So it's almost a bit of like uplink, like introversions uplink. But yep. but with this whole, you know, 3D view of the city and, and narrative stuff going on where, you know, you, you, you get access, you manage to plan a bug in the crime boss's, you know, hideout or whatever. It's like now you get information about that coming into your system. And I kind of like the idea that because the police don't actually like vigilantes and all that sort of stuff, no matter which way you go down, they're sort of they're still like looking for you as well. Like because the police you, are, you know yeah. how, yeah. The police don't like Batman. Oh sure, yeah, they, they for sure. reluctantly work with him. But you know, as far as far as they're concerned, they're the, oh, you can do the, some um, cool narrative stuff, and it could even be based on how how you do certain things. The police are like, there's this, yeah, there's this vigilante hacker out there, and and they've helped us in this way. Like we can't have this happening, even though you know. And and then later, and then later on in the game, you get a fucking email. It's like we need your help. <laughs> Like, yeah, we can't I, fucking I've, catch this this super criminal or whatever. And by that, yeah, and, um, and by that point, I, mean, I just- do like the idea of it being, you know, sort of that systems based of the nemesis system as well. That yeah, you yeah, know, well, you could still you have can, that for you sure. You can see like that petty crook become like um, like the kingpin sort of character. Well, or I, I mean, if you did this really well, you could make it procedural, uh, yeah. where it it generates this city and it generates different like crime you know, crime uh, organizations that are fighting off against each other and where the cops are and where they have control. And 
And then as you play, that's all kind of being altered in real time. And some of that, yeah, might be you tried to stop this criminal and they got away, but they you know, like they got away with a clue to who you are or something. And, you know, and so, yeah, people who get away come yep. back with more information about you because now they're trying to figure out who you are. And and you've got all these like dossiers on them and shit in your, on your system. Uh, really, that's really cool. Yeah, this is actually one of the one of the more um, in depth systems games that we've actually done. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking about it now. Like, obviously, it'd be a huge challenge, but I'd love to see just that that with the being able to monitor the interplay of crime across this city and just basically deciding where to intervene to, mm-hmm. to you know for your own best interests. And you know, is switching off of this um, this particular crime, you know, that the police seem to have handled over to this one where right. where like someone's getting mugged or yeah, yep. you know, something even worse. Like, yeah, I like um, that the moment to moment gameplay is is actually often having to deal with specific things that are like specific situations that are happening around the city, and you can. You know, if you've got access, you can hook into the cameras there. You can you can do things to help. You can call the cops, right? Like, you might just see it happening and you're like, okay, well, they're pretty near the cops. I'm just going to call the cops, make sure they get there, you know, set up the traffic lights so they get there quickly <laughs> and, and and then go and deal with this other thing that, that I saw happening over in this other section um, where the cops aren't, yeah. you know, the cops can't get in there because it's right in the middle of the tsunami crime family. <laughs> There's their area. I'm, I'm just wondering... You know what this what the computer system is called. And I kind of want to call it like a um, an acronym of you know Alfred or something like that. Where it's, no, it's just fuck OS. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alfred, like the the autonomous li- um, limited functionality, relatively excellent dude device, device. dude device. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking like back, A back dot L, L dot F. Yeah. Dot R E R dot E dot D sort of thing. Yeah. I would play the fuck out of that. Yeah, so would I. So All would right. I. Well, I think we shall finish it up there this week. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on Bitstorm. I'm Ben. S- uh, no. We're not up to that yet. If you want to find us online, you can go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Uh, check out our episodes there. Go through our huge backlog from the past few years. Uh, check out our creative profiles and see the other shows we have guested on. Like recently, we were on Comedy Rewind uh, with John Peck, and we talked about Clerks, one of our favorite movies from the 90s. Yes. And speaking of Comedy Rewind, they are on the 8-Bit Network, as are we. And uh, there are a bunch of other great shows on the 8-Bit Network to check out. So, go to 8bit.net and uh, take a look around. We'd like you to also check out the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just search for at AGP Network on Twitter or the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. And finally, we'd like you to check out the awesome band, Kuradust. We were part of them. <laughs> we still are part of them. We're on a very long hiatus, aren't we, Ben? <laughs> Uh, well, we are coming up on the 10-year anniversary of our one and only self-produced yeah. p- and published album. 
Yes. Containment failure. And the song that we use at the start and end of our show is Mount Defiance off of said album. Yeah. So check it out. It's a free download. Crewdust.net. It's still up for the moment. Still up. <laughs> I think I'm paying too much for that hosting every year, but it's still there. So, yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm a frog with a marble in my mouth. Uh, well, come up with best. You wouldn't be I? you wouldn't be a frog because the frog doesn't talk unless you're going to give like the awesome speech that you said at the very start of the um, start of that game. Oh, yeah. that- and I'm and I'm silent frog, and I've just got this to say: don't treat your marbles badly. Get them checked for cancer every month. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs>